0: This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Sunday and another edition of Players Only. Presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1 FM. 1200 a.m., 1440 a.m. You can also listen to us online at ESPNSyracuse.com. Also on the ESPN app, you can also catch us via podcast. Go to wherever you get your podcast. look in the search bar, look for ESPN Radio Syracuse, and then search for players only. I'm Matt Slocum alongside Ryan's Story. And, Ryan, it's... Getting close to the end of January, can you believe it? Yeah, the season's flown by. I know, you know, we're getting close to the February. We still got another, another whole week of January, so we'll we'll have one more show uh, in January coming up next week. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the playoffs is coming in mm-hmm. high school sports. It really is. Um, you know, again, boys' ice hockey, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show, is is um, is shaping up to be a really good one, as per usual. So we had it in the final few weeks. Basketball as well. A lot of good stuff going on uh, in high school sports. But we begin today's show with uh, a little bit of a serious uh, function to it. Um, Bowensville Cheer Competition, the Bowensville cheerleading teams, both junior varsity and varsity, uh, had their event. Uh, they, uh, They call it the Bling It On Competition. At, uh Charles W Baker High School uh they had it um Saturday uh, and then f- uh, but the day it was a very serious start um, it was a very serious day um, one of their own uh, uh fellow student athlete Ava wood uh, was found dead in her home Friday morning um, she was part of the Bowensville's, uh JV soccer modified track teams um uh, an apparent murder-suicide that took place uh, Friday morning. Um, it was a very, uh, very serious situation. Yep. Uh, and um, but having this competition the day after. Um, uh, there's a great article on Circus.com uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, James McClendon wrote a, a great article about this. Um. The JV team huddled, uh, it begins, uh, Bowensville's junior varsity cheerleading team huddled together before the routine during Saturday's bling it on competition at Charles W. Baker High School. Uh, And as they broke the huddle, this is what they said, this one is for you, Ava. Ava Wood, um, the uh, freshman who was found dead Friday morning. Um, It was good. Um, It was great that they honored her. Uh, throughout the whole event, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it's just tough. I mean, we had um, we had a guests a couple weeks ago that I can't remember their names, and talk about mental health and high school sports and and how to deal with tragedies like this, and um, and this is just a perfect example, really, yep. of what happened on Saturday. And um, you know, it, 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 it's gotta be tough, mm-hmm. okay, it, it, to, to have something like this take place not even 24 hours yeah. after uh, after a tragedy like this. and I, I I just can't really find words right now.
1: Yeah, I know this is just killing the entire Baldwinsville community, the family that they have there. It's just, it's crushing that this has to happen to someone who, uh, just a good person, there was no reasoning for it. Mm -hmm. It was just senseless, and it's just something that you never want to see happen.
0: Yeah, but there was a lot of good things about this. Yeah. Um, 50-50 raffle was done. Uh, It was donated to Ava's family, so more than $800 was raised. Yep. And the two winners of the raffle also donated their prizes as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, a phenomenal day, special day, people coming together. Um, You know, the JV team placed third in the medium division behind Cicero, North Syracuse, and Mexico. And there goes my alma mater again. Uh, The varsity medium division was won by West Genesee with Ariskanee in second place, CNS in third. Uh, Bowensville's varsity team did not place in the top three. Um yeah. I mean again, I, I think regardless of how the teams fared,
2: mm-hmm.
0: this was a really amazing, amazing day. A tough day, but an amazing day. And it just goes to show you how much a community pulls together and, and bands together yep. in the face of tragedy like this.
1: Yeah, because I know and I know so many people were impacted by this, not even just at Baldwinsville, but at other schools. Uh, I know Ava Wood, very active in soccer. Uh, I know people who were on the same soccer teams that her, dating back to like their kindergarten years. That's how long ago mm-hmm. uh, they've known each other. And so it really just makes an impact that it's not just the Bevel community, it's everyone. And just, you know, um, this is a great event that happened, and it really just allowed for people to, or allowed for other students to honor uh, Ava Wood in the best way
0: they knew how. Yeah. And uh, again, a tough day. Yep. It was, it was a tough day all around. And, you know, Ballinsville had canceled after school activities uh, in regards to this event on Friday. Um, and I just remember reading a news story from yesterday, seeing that happening. A lot of the students that left the school were in tears mm-hmm. and, and, and who could blame them, really? Yeah. Who could, um. You know, but you know, when it's events like this, I mean, we've seen events all over sports. It's not not just not just here in the high school level. We've seen it in every single sporting event yep. that has occurred where a tragedy happens, like with Demar Hamlin with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, how everybody just sort of rallied together, and and it goes to show you that it it just takes. Just one simple thing. One okay. simple thing to band people together regardless of people's differences and that's what makes tragedy so much of a smoother thing to go through is when you have all these people come out and, and to show this outpouring love of, of love and support. Um, you know, uh, again, th- will we find any answers as to why Ava's wife, Eva's uh, life was taken away. No, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. But at, at this point, you know what? What's the whole point? Yeah. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta pull through, and mm. that's exactly what Bowensville is trying to do. And so far, they've done it really, really well. Yeah. Um. And just
1: prayers to all the people who are impacted by this.
0: Yeah. And I, I hope, I, I hope we find answers to this soon. But the but the answers could come later. Right now, it's just if you're, if if you're the Ballensville community right now, keep doing what you're doing, and you know, continue to be you know supporting people, and you know, and 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 making the world a better place. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about mental health before, as I said on the show. And one of the tough challenges is, is something like this. You know, how do you, how do you come back from a terrible tragedy like this, whether it's the loss of a loved one, a house fire, um, or a natural disaster that takes place? You know, how do you come back from that? And to have a cheerleading competition one day after that and everything goes smoothly, again, there's some little rough bumps, especially early. I would... I, I would not deny that at all. Mm-hmm. But then when you have it go smoothly, you know, and you know, and you have all these school districts come together. Yeah. And I think it's actually kind of interesting that it's a cheerleading competition. You know, you know, cheerleading, you know, it's supposed to get people pumped up during a game, right? Yeah. That's that's essentially their main job. And, but to come together for a competition like this and to have, I mean, I don't know how many school districts were there uh, at Bowman'sville, but I'm pretty sure there were a ton. To have all these school districts come together into one location and take part in an event that was scheduled on Saturday right from the get-go and to see all the amazing support and... um and, and just being there to support their fellow school district and, and their fellow student-athletes is, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, regardless of the results, whoever won, whoever lost, it doesn't matter. Yep. In fact, everybody won Saturday. Everybody won. Yep. Because they all came together and showed support to uh, a, a student-athlete, a fellow student-athlete of theirs. It doesn't matter which sport. And, you know, again, it's not easy. It never is. But it's great that we have stuff like this out there and we have stories like this.
1: Yeah. And I'd advise everyone, I know you've already mentioned it a couple of times, but back on our show on the 8th, we did have on Rico and Lisa Meadow who did uh, talk about uh, this sort of uh, grief and how... Uh, these uh, young student athletes have to deal with this. So uh, I'd advise everyone to just go back, listen to that episode because that really talks a lot Mm -hmm. in depth about this topic. And we had no idea this would be coming into play so soon, but it's just, it's a very relevant message that it is talking about.
0: Yep. It it definitely is. And 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 like I said on that show, I'll say it again. Now it deserves to be talked about. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more effort put into the mental health of student athletes here in the high school level. You see it a lot in college. You see a lot in the pros, but you don't see it a lot in high school. Yep. And that's where a lot of kids start playing sports is in high school yep. or, or even earlier when they're playing in the modified level in middle school. You know, some some kids start playing as soon as sixth or seventh grade. You got to have, because you got to have some sort of mental health because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a personal tragedy in your own life, a teammate's life, a coach's life, or even the school district as a whole, you need to have all these mental health initiatives in place. And I, and I think Lisa hit it right on the head. Really? We, we don't have enough. Yeah. We don't talk about it much. And we need something like this more than ever than anything. And, but it comes, but sometimes you just don't need a counselor. You need something like what happened yesterday with a whole, with all these school districts coming together to one place for this one competition and again and it all began with a moment of silence. That's all it was. Yeah. After that, I mean you can't really say business is normal, business as usual, but it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. It still ran smooth. Yeah. And but to have all this happen is, is is amazing in of itself. So again, all our condolences going out to the Bowensville School District uh, as they continue to navigate. Because, again, this only happened 48 hours ago. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of healing that's left to be done, but at least the healing got off to a good start yesterday. Yep. When we come back, we'll talk Section 3 boys' ice hockey and how that is shaping up to be a great postseason, and we'll explain more when we come back on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only. A show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only. Presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse. 97.7 and 100.1 FM. Now we talk about Section 3 boys ice hockey. As we're getting closer and closer and closer. Need I dare say it again? Closer Mm -hmm. to the playoffs. Yep. And uh coming up on us. It's coming up real quick. Well, we go all the way back to last Tuesday. Mm. Okay? So almost a week. Uh we had a pretty interesting game. New Hartford going up against JDCBA and New Hartford pulls off the upset, so to speak. Uh, winning this one win three to two. Uh Rowan Gall had a goal. Uh Gabrielle Suratinski leading the way, one goal, one assist. Chad Hall also had a goal uh for New Hartford. In terms of CBA, Ben Bristol Murray had a goal and Alex Binsack had a goal and an assist. Uh Gavin Parks added two assists for JD CBA. In terms of uh goalie play, sixteen saves for Michael Vetter in the win for New Hartford. Justin Buffum uh had 10 saves in the loss mm-hmm. for CBA J D. But again, I mean that's a huge win for New Hartford. Oh, I mean, huge. that is huge to to beat a JDCBA team that really was having a fantastic year again, mm-hmm. uh, and then New Hartford comes in and sort of steals the thunder a little bit, uh, beating them on Tuesday, and then they they played some more games uh, this week. But New Hartford is in a pretty great pretty great shape right now, fourth place in Division Two. Essentially, they've got the four-seed wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they got some good games coming up, uh, New Hartford has, um, and, and other games they played that week. They lost to Skinny Atlas later that week, 3-0. three, three nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, And we'll talk more about Skinny Atlas coming up here in a bit and how they've come back and really like set the tone. Yep. Um, but looking at the last four games for New Hartford that they got, one road game left at Auburn, and then they're home the rest of the way. Clinton, Whitesboro, and then a big one with Cortland-Homer to close out the year. I think New Hartford is going to surprise a lot of people in Division Two.
1: And if you remember the game right before the CBA-JD game, New Hartford had went against Cortland-Homer and lost 10-9. to
0: A sc- one-goal loss. Yeah, that high-scoring affair. It's like, yeah. was that like a lacrosse game on ice? What the heck happened? More or less, because and they... I mean, they uh, were up
1: most of the game and then unfortunately allowed six goals in that third period to cost them the huge upset there. But then they finally do get that one goal upset against the team that they had lost to by one goal in CBA JD earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, now New Hartford is really cementing themselves as definitely one of those top four teams in this uh, D2 bracket. And again, Gabe Suratinsky on the season, ten goals, eight assists, uh, a bunch of really good contributors there. And Again, key contributors, uh, they have so many of them where it's able to, they have a lot of players who are able to go attack the goal, and it makes it hard for any goalie, uh, especially a freshman goalie like
0: CBA has. Yeah, and even though, you know, New Hartford has now won four out of their last six, mm-hmm. um, and so they're playing really good hockey right, right now at just the right time. For JDCBA, they... they you know, after that loss to New Hartford, they went on and beat Clinton on the road nine to one. That was Clinton's a good team. Yeah, Clinton's a pretty good team, but not at the same level as JDCBA. And you uh-huh. look at um, the brothers' last uh, five games on the docket. They'll have three on the road. Really, the one tough one is at Corland Homer, February second. But there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule. Kazanovi on the road, Oswego on the road. Who Oswego, by the way, has really taken a dive down. I mean, I've they've really they were a pleasant surprise early on, and then now they've just fallen down to the bottom of the pack in the division too. Uh, and then at home against Ithaca in in a non-section three game, and then at Whitesboro uh, to close off the year for JDCBA. And, and you know, JDCBA is in a really good spot yeah. uh, in D1. They're third right now, um, and again. You know, again, the loss on Tuesday—that was nothing. They came back and won. Mm-hmm. But again, I'd be kind of concerned right now if I'm JDCBA, because again, you got the top, you got winnable games coming up, but you don't want to let you know you don't want to get that one loss on Tuesday stuck in your mind. Um, and, and that's something they just can't afford because most likely these two teams will meet again in, in the playoffs. Yeah, it most wouldn't likely. Surprise me at all? Yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, some other games that occurred. Syracuse, Syracuse City School District. They're coming back. They beat Liverpool in overtime on Tuesday 2 to 1. Uh so we're shifting gears from D2 to D1 now. And um yeah, Syracuse has come back. Yeah. They're now 5-9, five, 5 and 5. They actually did win another game that week. Uh well, no. They lo- they had lost to McQuaid. Last week, and McQuaid's one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the state. I think I'd say
1: they're a top three team in the state. Yeah, they
0: are. Um, but then again, beating Liverpool in overtime 2 1. Cicero's has come back. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, not Cicero, Syracuse has come back. Uh, they're now third in Division One. They yeah. remember we were talking about them back at the beginning of the year, and they were really behind like dead, mm-hmm. almost dead last. Yeah, and now they've come all the way back, and now they're third with a five-three division record.
1: Yeah, and it, it really just comes down to Jamison Bucktooth returning from his injury because he was out for their early season stretch, in which they started off the season zero and six, and um, in their past uh, six games, in which he's been in, they're four and two. So. With him, they have a winning record, and that really shows where this team is at because, again, they got really hurt over the offseason losing a Mm -hmm. really talented player in Owen Mahara to prep school, but getting um, Jameson Bucktooth back, having Nick Rayfield, the freshman, going off for 17 goals and six assists on the year, they have a very talented team now they have shown weakness against good teams. I don't think they're that top tier team. I don't think they're going to beat no. a West Jersey or a Baldwinsville, but they're definitely a team that can hang with any they can hang with West Jersey or Baldwinsville. They just I don't think they can beat them especially not in a playoff setting. But you never know with a team like Syracuse. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
0: Yeah, and looking at their last 5 games, they got a winnable one with Mohawk Valley coming up. But then it doesn't get easier for Syracuse at all. They have Skinny Atlas and West Genesee on the road, then a non-Section 3 game at Ithaca February 3rd, mm-hmm. and then home against Baldwinsville to close out the year. Um, but, you know, again, can Syracuse surprise people? Yes. Are they going to eventually come back and win it all? No. But I <laughs> just the way to see this team battle back when you lose your first six right off the gate... Um, but again, their first two were against really good teams. Williamsville North and Pittsburgh Menden. Really good teams. Yeah, Really good out of uh, out of Section 3 teams. Lose it by Ballinsville by a huge amount. That's gotta suck. They played Skinny Atlas tough in their first matchup, so I guess they could play them tough again. But then you lose to FM 3-0. Mm-hmm. That's sort of un- unacceptable there. But you know, if anybody can do really well in D1, it's Syracuse. They yeah, can pull I mean, it off.
1: Looking at the opposite of them, Liverpool, who started mm-hmm. off the season great with a 3-1 and record and having some quality wins, they've now dropped down to 3-11-1. They're on a nine-game losing streak. Um They've lost 10 out of the last 11, that one non-loss being a tie, and it's just been a complete disaster for a yeah. Liverpool team that had promise. And they have a great goalie in James Welch, who really doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's one of the best goalies that Liverpool has ever had. Uh, he, I think he leads them in all-time saves, but um, it's just been such a disappointing season. They can't win close games, and right now it looks like they're not going to be a playoff team.
0: Right. I mean, all they got to do really is win at the very minimum two more games, mm-hmm. and then they would qualify based on division record.
1: Yeah, and they do have two games against Auburn and Fulton, mm-hmm. where they should be, they should be able to beat. Fulton. They should be able to beat both Auburn and Fulton because in right. Auburn with a one and eleven and 11 and two record, while Fulton hasn't even gotten a win yet. So, I and mean, they have a chance, but it's just not looking great for the right. Warriors right now.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's going to take a little bit of hard work over the last couple of weeks of the season. And, uh, again, if they can win two division games before the end of the season, then I say they have a shot. Mm-hmm. But right now, it have got to
1: put the puck in the goal. They have Exactly.
0: Able to you know, you only score 30 goals so far as a team and you've given up 60. Yeah. You know, that's not going to do things. Finally, a high-scoring affair. FM and Casinovi finished the game in a 7-7 <laughs> tie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ties still do happen and I don't I don't like ties at all. But Greg Manzi had five goals in that win for FM, five, five goals. He really stepped up. Seven different players though scored for for Cazenovia in that game. And real quick, look at where they are right now. FM is four eight and four. Uh they would qualify though for the postseason based on division record as well as conference record. They're four three and two in the division. Casanovia is in seven six and one overall, four three one in division play two teams battling out in the middle of the pack in Division One, and you get a 7-7 tie out of it, yeah. that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. That's really, really, really impressive. I
1: mean, especially for both teams having pretty solid goalies. I mean, yeah. you look at um, – for FM, Chris Finger, mm-hmm. who has stepped up the past couple of seasons despite having a lacking defense. And Tucker Ives, he's also a pretty good um, goalie himself. So uh, the ability for both teams to really get going offensively mm-hmm. is impressive. And the way that, the ways that they did it was different because FM, again, as you mentioned, one player with five goals, another player with two, Will Sanzone. But then for Casanovia, it was seven different scorers. No player scored more than one goal. Mm-hmm. And... I say Kaz is definitely the better team in this matchup because I think they just have more offensive firepower. you got guys like Logan Hull, Jack Donlin, Forrest Dives. But FM, a really good job here to clutch out one of these close games. And um, I think something that doesn't get talked about enough, I mentioned that Chris Finger's a good goalie. But um, in overtime, he hasn't allowed a goal um, all season, I don't believe, because that's four ties right there. So um, he's really just been a great player and that's what's um made FM uh, not not eliminated yet because if you no. give him a four and twelve record that's a lot different than four eight and four
0: yeah and <laughs> and and the difference is now between uh, the two teams in terms of goals scored on the year fm fifty five casanovia forty eight mm-hmm. the difference is seven Yeah, triple seven right there Seven-seven mm-hmm. tie and then a seven-goal difference. Yep. Uh, and FM has scored more goals than Casanova so far in the year, mm-hmm. but they've also given up more. They've given up sixty-four compared to Casanova's fifty-four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But again, two teams in the middle of the pack in Division One, fighting for a chance to avoid playing West Genesee, uh, in or or Baldwinsville in the first in the first round. That's something. That's something that you got to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, the difference between playing those two and then whoever the three seed is, that's right. huge.
0: Yep. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have Andreo Ash coming on the show. He'll be calling in. So we'll get to him in a sec. And don't go away. More players only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Circuits 97.7 and 100.1. Again, don't go away.
2: This is Players Only, a show about high school sports
0: from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And we're now joined by Andrew Ash of the Liverpool High School boys basketball team. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, no problem. And, and let's get down right to business. Your team right now is 11-1 and on the campaign, the only loss out of Section 3 to Schenectady. I mean, other than that, you know, other than that loss, how do you feel so far this season's been going?
2: Um, We've had a great start to the season. Um, obviously, that one loss, I think it was more on our mistakes, uh, but they did play a great game, and we just got to continue what we're doing.
1: Yeah, and your team won the section last year. What's the key to winning it again this season?
2: I mean, that's the goal, winning it, winning sectionals again, and then going to the state championship and winning
0: that. Yeah, and you guys would be going up against Green Tech, which happens to be the team that eliminated you from the state championship, uh, state tournament last year. Um, how will it feel going up against them, and, and especially playing on, their, on, on your home court?
2: Well... I'm, a, I'm actually out today because I got hurt in practice Thursday. That's why I didn't play last game. But hopefully my teammates could pick it up again, and hopefully we could win again.
1: Yeah, And so, I mean, as you're out this game, um, which of your teammates do you see really stepping up in your absence? We know Bruce Wenge obviously going to pick up um, a lot of the scoring uh, work, but outside of him, who do you see really just taking a big step up?
2: Um, Jody Reese, obviously he's going to have to play great just like he did last game. Uh, Freddie Fowler, he's going to have to play great defense from the offense great just like last game. And everybody else, they're going to have to step up and just keep doing what they've been doing all season.
0: Now obviously you're playing under a, a great head coach in Ryan Blackwell, former Syracuse University player. How how does it how do, how does it feel to be playing under one of perhaps one of the best legends in Syracuse basketball?
2: Well, I'm lucky to have a great coach, going and having great people around me. Obviously, he's helped me what I game a lot. He's a great knowledge about basketball. He's just a great coach to play
1: for. And looking at some of the other teams. In section three you've got West Tennessee looking really good c n s uh, Nottingham now which team do you see uh, being the biggest challenge to your Liverpool team this season?
2: um you never know to be honest, but obviously West Jenny's a big threat. We went into overtime with him this year and like play we played against each other a lot so we're we know each other um and Every team's going to have their every team's going to try and beat us. I mean, we're the defending champ, so every team's coming for us. So we have to play great every game.
1: And are there any specific players that you like to match up against that give you maybe a tough time sometimes?
2: Um I like playing against Trevor Rowe, obviously. He's a great shooter and he's like 6'9", he's always a tough matchup. Um Playing against West Jenny's team is always tough. They're a great defensive team, and they're well coached. Um, Stavon Jones for Nottingham—he's a good shooter and he's athletic, so that's always a great matchup. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so other than your home court uh, at Liverpool, what where's the best place, uh, best high school to play basketball at?
2: Um, I only played at West Tennessee one time, but. I like playing at CNS, we finally won there this year, um, it's always it's always just a hostile environment to play at, so it's
1: always tough there. Yeah, and I mean, I know you've played a lot of AAU ball for the NYJ Hawks, um, how has playing AAU helped develop your game as just an overall player?
2: Um, it's made me work on my guard skills and my shooting ability a lot, because I just there's always bigger kids so I've always had to, to improve that you know just to play it out of level
0: alright so Andrea we're going to close out with a little bit of uh, some quick fire questions here again doesn't really have to do with sports but you never know um, right. so we first start off with something easy what's your favorite color blue again the blue that's what three weeks in a row now Yeah, you've had yeah, blue Liverpool there, yeah. I mean not like I'm keeping track or anything uh, <laughs> uh, favorite pregame meal, if you have one.
2: Probably a sub.
0: A sub. Okay, so what do you put on the sub?
2: Um, Pepperoni, salami, cheese, lettuce, onions, tomato, and mayonnaise.
0: Okay, so do you make it yourself, or do you get it from, like, Subway?
2: Yeah, I get it from, like, Subway. Oh,
0: wow, was- okay. Yeah, well, as they say, have it your way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh wait, where's that? Burger King. Um, uh, favorite pregame music you listen to?
2: Um, rap music, usually Lil Baby or D-Herbo.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. You got a favorite song from them?
2: Um, probably 2040 by Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's one of my favorites.
0: Yep. All right. Um, since we're still in winter, um, I guess really a big question. Favorite vacation destination?
2: Probably, probably South Carolina.
0: Yeah, there you go. It's always a nice place to visit. Yeah. Certain co host of mine went there not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. Uh, favorite movie?
2: Probably Avengers,
0: one of them. I don't ah, know. yes. Got to go with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Brian Axe will be happy. <laughs> yeah, brent if you're watching you got yourself another marvel fan right here yeah. um okay so that being said do you have a favorite marvel superhero iron man everybody likes iron man yeah everybody does so i i take it i mean I, have you watched captain america civil war
2: yeah i watched
0: it okay so, yeah, you were, de- you were definitely on, on Iron Man's team right there, yeah. that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, let's see, last one real quick. Um, who's been your biggest inspiration so far in your life?
2: Both of my parents, easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, any further explanation or how yeah, they impacted um,
1: they,
2: you? They just helped me with everything. They really helped me with it, playing basketball and just... Pretty much just everything I like. yeah. that is
0: everything in life. Yeah, that's that's always good when you can count on your parents to do things yeah. like this. Yeah. Appreciate. Well, well, Andreo Ash, thank you so much for joining on the show today. I wish you could have come into the studio in person, but uh, we're we're so glad you took the time to call in and uh, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. If not, good luck the rest of the way. Yep.
2: Nope. thank you for having me. Good luck
0: tonight against Green Tech. Oh yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care. We'll be right back to wrap up today's episode of Players Only with a look at some games you might want to keep an eye out for this week. So more of that coming up here on Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back. Players only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio, Syracuse 97.7, 100.1. And let's get down to it. Last, so again, we're getting close to the end of the season. We got some good games coming up this week. We start off with boys basketball in a rematch. Rematch of what took place back in earlier, earlier this month in January 5th. West Hill going up against Chittenango. Uh, the first matchup took place at West Hill angle 168 to 54. West Hill's looking for revenge. Uh, and uh, yeah, this should be a fun one. Both teams are 11 and 2, 8 and 2 in the OHSL. Big game coming up. That's oh, huge, huge. Huge on Tuesday.
1: And we saw in the first game, uh, that was on January 5th, so not that long ago, but mm-hmm. Jen pulled out the win, uh, 69-54 to game, which was a lot closer than that score would indicate. We saw Alex Mesh drop 28-9, and probably his best game of the season, as well as Ryan Mesh with 17. Uh, for the Warriors, it was Luke Gilmartin with 18, probably his best game of the season. So... Um, I- I'm really interested to see if Chenango takes the same approach, tries to shut down Sean Mays like they did in the last one, and I want to see if West Hill tries to focus more on Alex Mesh because I'm sure their pri- priority was on Ryan Mesh in that first game.
0: Yeah, and West Hill going into going into this game, they're 4-1 in their last five, uh, beating Syracuse Academy of Science uh, yesterday, 69-65. Uh, Chenango hasn't played since the 19th, Beating Mexico 84 to 43, and they're 4 1 also in their last five, with a lone loss coming against CBA back on January 10th. Mm-hmm. So, and with the last loss for West Hill was uh, January 17th against Marcellus. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> again, this is a big game. Tuesday night should be a lot of fun. The yeah. place is going to be packed in Chenango. If you're close to Chenango, I'd definitely recommend going to that oh, game. Oh, definitely. I would too. Mm hmm. Another game to keep an eye out for this week, uh, Liverpool going on the road to take on Nottingham. They met earlier this year uh, back on January 17th, Liverpool winning that one 57-46. This game is going to be at Nottingham. Nottingham's having a pretty good year at 10-5, 6-4. Uh, Liverpool, as we mentioned, 11-1, 8-0. Um, the, the first matchup was an 11.1 for Liverpool, but like you said with the first matchup with West Hill that game was also a little bit closer than it appeared. Yep. So, uh, heading into the last five, Liverpool 5-0. Uh, and oh. I mean, really, what more can you say? They beat FM their last matchup 57-49. Nottingham. Uh, is 4-1 and one with a lone loss coming to Liverpool back on the 17th. They're just coming off of back-to-back really good wins. Uh, Friday
1: uh, beating CNS by two points. Mm-hmm. and Then uh, Saturday, yesterday, beating Christian Brothers Academy at CBA in a 57-46 to win. So they've now jumped into, I'd say, the top three of Class AA. Yeah,
0: they would. Uh, and, and again, Nottingham Nottingham back in the day used to be a really good boys' basketball program. And I mean really good. They've sort of taken a step back the last few years, but they're still up there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still playing really. Last good year they only had a five and sixteen record, but then Stavon Jones comes. He w- he was at Syracuse Academy of Science mm-hmm. last year, comes over to Nottingham this year, and he's instantly brought them to a ten and five record. And it's not just him, because he's obviously the one who pops up on the stat sheet, mm-hmm. averaging over twenty points per game. But then you've also got Denarius McCurdy, the point guard, Malachi McCurdy, the big man who's six foot eight, gives them a massive height advantage. Yeah. Pretty much any team they play. So I don't know if Andrea Ash is going to be healthy for this Nottingham game, but if he is watching two six foot eight Giants battle at, at it, that's
0: going to be a really fun one to watch. Yeah, that's, that's again, it's going to be another good matchup coming up on the 25th as well. Mm-hmm. So really good stuff going on there. And then a girls basketball matchup you want to keep an eye on uh, this week. It's going to be Friday, 645 Central Squares at Auburn. Uh, Central Square, really good team. 10-3, 5-2. Auburn, really good team as well. 10-2, 9-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last time these two teams met, back on the 13th, Auburn won 60 to 45. Yep. This game in Auburn should be a really fun matchup between these two. Uh, the last time Central Square beat Auburn, March 8th, 2021, Section Three playoffs. Central Square yep. won 71 to 60. Last five games, Central Square beat Jamesville DeWitt, a really good JD team, 52 to 43. Auburn beat Fulton 76-55 on the 20th. So these two teams coming at each other, big game that could determine uh, a couple of high seeds in the Section 3 tournament later. Yeah, because, I mean, we've seen Central
1: Square just, they've been great this season, uh, not too many high expectations for them. We were kind of expecting them to be hovering around 500, maybe a little bit above that, but a quick 10-3 and record with one of those losses coming out of section to Avon. So, they've proven that they're up there at the top of Class A. Auburn, on the other hand, is Class AA, which means that their road to winning the section is going to be a lot tougher, or winning their classes can be a lot tougher because they've got to go through teams like Liverpool who they lost to twice already. Uh, those were their only two losses of the season. Mm-hmm. But again, Auburn has a some great talent there with uh Lam Middleton. She scored 25 points in that first matchup. And honestly, having a player like that who's a D1-level player, that's really just the difference maker. So I think Auburn's still going to win this game. But I think Central Square's going to make it closer than last time. I am expecting like a 7-point win for the Maroons. Yeah,
0: and, and Auburn really does play well at home. Yeah. They really do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't expect them to lose on their home court, but it should be a fun matchup. Yeah, only one really home loss be. on the season. And real quick, a bonus game that I want to talk about on the boys' ice hockey side, and I think it's going to be a huge one, uh, on Tuesday, 7 o'clock, West Genesee at Rome Free Academy. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. It should be a really good game. Rome yeah. Free Academy has played excellent hockey this year. Mm-hmm. And I mean really excellent hockey. Uh, West Jenny, they're playing like they did last year. I mean, really no surprise at all at how well they're playing. This, this should be a fun matchup between the two. It really should be.
1: Yeah, Rome is a team that, if it wasn't for West Genesee and Beaville being so dominant, we'd be talking about them a lot more. A 9 2 and 3 record, but it just gets overshadowed by West Genesee and Baldwin'sville just being on a whole nother level.
0: Right. Thing. West Jenny, by the way, is 4 1 in their last five. Uh, the lone loss coming back to Victor, January 13th. Yeah, both of their losses, 2-1 uh, losses
1: to out-of-section teams, one versus Suffern, who won the Division I state championship last year, and then Victor, who is always a
0: dominant force from team. Section 5. Yep, and then Rome Free Academy, they actually tied their last matchup with Watertown IHC 3-3, three three, but they also beat Niskayuna Niska 10-0. Mm-hmm. Niska back on the 20th. No slouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is no slouch at all. Um, but also, Run Free Academy beat Shaker mm-hmm. January 7th, uh, winning that one 5-3 and beat Gilderland 2-1 to one mm-hmm. back on the 6th. Yeah, they've gone through their so. out-of-section slate and done fairly well. No more out-of-section games for the rest yep. of the season. Right. It's, it all comes down to the wire now, right? Mm-hmm. It all comes down to the wire. Yep. So, real quick, a couple minutes left. Um, Bills play the Bengals today, 3 o'clock. Yep. Sorry about your Giants.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough game, but you know we'll be back next
0: year. Yeah, as they as they say. Um, but anyway, the the biggest game probably out of the division round is Bills Bengals.
1: Yeah, got to put on the Bills cap now. Yep. and go root for the team with the same color. Yep,
0: and you know if the Bills win, then it's off to Atlanta, neutral side game, the AFC Championship game going up against the Chiefs. If not, then the Bengals go to KC. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works right now. Mm-hmm. So. NFL playoffs are underway. Um, I don't know. You think Buffalo's going to pull out the win tonight? Oh, what do you think? Oh, I think six-point favorites, dude. Come on.
1: Yeah, that kind of concerns me a little. bit. We got bit, Josh
0: you know. Allen, and Cincinnati is uh, has three fifths of their starting offensive yeah, line Joe out. Joe Burrow's is
1: great as an underdog. You never want to count him out. I, I'd uh, still take. Buffalo I think. Because,
0: I think it's too much. I. I think yeah. the defensive line is going to go right through. That weak O line to Cincinnati and make Burrow pay, mm-hmm. and and especially when you got Bills Mafia raining cheers on you. Uh, again, this will be the last playoff game played at Orchard Park, regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, going to a neutral site in Atlanta for the AFC Championship game, if they win, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think Cincinnati's got no chance. No. no chance. I'm not that confident, but I think the no, I'm I'm you no know, the confident. bills are my. I'm I'm, I'm so. confident because what do you need to win football games? You need a strong offensive line. That's true. And since he doesn't have that right now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Again, could they surprise me? Yes, but when you got Greg Rousseau and Shaq Lawson coming right at you, yeah. you don't have a shot. Offensive no. line drives the team. Yep, it sure does. Well, that'll do it for. Uh, today's edition of Players Only. Um, Again, Andreo Ash, thank you so much for joining on the show. For my co-host, Ryan Story, I'm Matt Slocum. Wishing you a great rest of your Sunday, and we hope to talk to you, we hope to hear from you again next week. Hopefully you listen to us more as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Need I say more? Need I say more? We're getting closer. Mm -hmm. But again, we'll talk to you next week here on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. Have a great rest of your Sunday, everybody. Go Bills.